Come on, you yellows Flying high below the Wembley Archway sky today Welcome to The Original, the Chalky United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore, we'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talkie United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Welcome to another Yellow Army podcast. I'm joined again this week by David Thomas. Richard is away. He's graduating. He's receiving his graduation diploma. Congratulations to Richard. Chapeau to him. Chapeau indeed. Not an easy thing to do, an open university degree when you're working the hours that Richard does. And you do, Guy. So, um, So congratulations to him. Welcome, Dave. Thanks for joining me. This week we're going to be talking about a fabulous FA Cup victory away from home against all the odds which has set up a glamour tie in the next round uh, and we'll also be talking about the men's team. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we've just come from, uh, from a press conference with Gary Johnson uh, talking a lot about Derby, a lot about the plus points to take away from Derby uh, but the hard work really starts now Dave doesn't it? You're telling me. Yeah, it's we, you know the the, the glamour's gone now. It's the, the derby game's gone. It's Barnet, it's Gateshead, uh, and it's a winter of, of piano shifting, isn't it? Telling me, we're uh, we're looking forward to it. We love a winter of muck and nettles. Let's uh, let's go and hear from uh, from the gaffer, and uh, we'll be back with lots of chat on the other side of Gary Johnson. Thanks of Pride Park. It's back to the blood and thunder of the National League with a trip to Barnet on Saturday. Yeah. Um... We always look forward to the next game. It's always a, another opportunity to, to get a get a win, if you like. You know, we we need uh, need a couple of wins if we can. Um, I thought uh, it was a great night at Derby, obviously other than the score scoreline, but um, you know, the, the fans and the, the uh, atmosphere uh, was great. We, you know, our fans gave as good as they got, which was entertaining. Um, and although Derby had that um, cl- clinicalness, if that's a word, uh, about their play, and we didn't, you know, we did create as many chances as them. Um, so if we can carry on with that amount of chances and not let the opposition have that amount of chances, obviously we're at more respect to Barnet, it's a, it's a slightly different level. Um, then uh, you know, we, we want to go there and try and put in more of the good things that we did and then have a finish and uh, an end product which is going to be important to us. Touching upon that gaffer, obviously you, your, your team has received a lot of plaudits throughout the uh, footballing uh, World Cup following those uh, two games against Derby County. Is it sometimes difficult when you have got such a, a young squad predominantly to find the balance between maintaining that attacking birth, that swashbuckling style that you've shown in recent weeks and also keeping things tight at the other end? Is that something all down to experience? Yeah, I mean, it, the situation, if you take the situation in the first 10 minutes, for instance, you know, we decided we was going to get out and, and we did. And we had a couple of opportunities. And you don't legislate for a goal against you in the first 10 minutes like that. With an ex- one of our experienced players, you know, and obviously he was just caught in a two nines, and, and one next minute you're one nil down away at Pride Park against the first division stroke championship team, um, and then they could relax and they could you know, do their stuff. So yeah, it's things that you don't legislate for sometimes. Where I mean, we've had some goals in a month scored against us. Um, it'd be nice if it was us getting those sometimes, but uh, we, we had them a little while back in the Altrincham game, Altrincham and the Aldershot game. But um, yeah, on the day they showed their class. Uh, our boys never gave up, which is good for the future, if you like, you know, because we're going to be in this situation for a few weeks yet, and we've got to get our way out of it. Uh, we know we've got the fire. We've now just got to show the ability at this level to, to win win games. 
One of the other good signs of the future is that it, it wasn't that long ago where we were struggling to fill the bench and you were able to actually name eight substitutes against Derby. Now all of those wow. <laughs> are not going to be match fit, of course, yeah. um, but it is one of the things that you've said is, is important, is having a strong squad and people yeah. able to come in for each other. It is because we, unfortunately, we've had a big uh, number of games in the past few weeks and only a small number of players to choose from. Um, we have got some that are just coming back and we're having to give them minutes and uh, try and get them involved um, because we're going we're gonna to need them uh, as soon as they do come back. Normally you would have, if you have as much time off as some of the injured players have had, you have to have a six week uh, like pre-season thing to get them up to real speed. But we haven't been able to do that um, because we've had to use them in the squad and give them 10 minutes here and, and 20 minutes and then half an hour, whatever it is. So um, we haven't got quite a fully fit squad, although we seem to be getting there at the moment. As you say, we had a few more on the bench, a couple I'd have been worried about bringing on. You know, obviously, I'd love to have brought Dean Moxie on, but um, it wasn't wasn't the right situation to, to do that um, in his eyes as well. Uh, Ross Marshall is still struggling, Corey's still struggling a little bit but we, we gave him five minutes at the end, see how he, see how he would go. Um, so there's a lot of um, uh, decisions that, that we, we, we sort of have to make where we're trying to get the older squad fit and ready so that if we play Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday or whatever it is, and, um, that we can mix and match a little bit with people that are all 100% fit, but we, uh, we haven't had that, but I think we're getting closer to it. One player that wasn't involved because of the number of lone players on, on Tuesday night was, uh, was Scott Smith. Is that a situation when you've got five lone players and you can't have another one? Do you deal with that in the same way as you would if it was another player that is just having to wait for his chance that when it becomes available, he needs to be ready? Yeah, exactly. So it's always, you know, Disappointing, really. When I mean, we had to bring in loans at a certain time because there was loans that were injured at the time. So we had to bring in loans. We brought in. We needed two centre halves. We wanted to bring those in. So when you got seven loans um, and they're all fit, then that makes it difficult because you can only play five in the squad. You can't even take a loan off and put a loan on if it's this, you know your sixth, seventh loan. So they've been unlucky. Um, but we're managing them by saying, for instance, Scotty, Scott Smith, but we're saying it's unfortunate, but wait your time, you will get your time again. Uh, there will be a, a slight injury or a lack of form or whatever where you'll, you'll get back in. Um, but it's because it's been the Derby games that people are disappointed that they've missed out on that one. Um, and Kieran, you know, he's not quite ready anyway. He's fit now, his ribs are healed and everything. He's been training full time maybe now for three or four days before that game. So he's not quite ready. So we, we, we're going to have to start now thinking about if you want to play Scotty or Kieran, then you're going to have to leave out two other loans that are already in the team. So that makes it a little bit difficult and you have to manage. That's what the manager's got to do and the coach. We have to talk to him and say, look, this happens, things happen like this, but um, you'll get your opportunity again soon. Uh, on the subject of loans, uh, I think Stephen and Mark were here for a month, which must be almost up. Where, where are you with, uh, with them? Um, well, we, we're, uh, we're always thinking about what we need to do. I mean, originally, because we needed players, um, one of our negotiating tactics was, um, you won't lose him forever, let us have him for a month. Um, and that got us through that, that period. Obviously, if we then want to take that further, then we have to talk to the club first um, and then talk to the player, see if he still wants to do it. Um, and we are near enough at that stage, but we haven't, we haven't done that just yet out of respect to the player and the clubs. But um, you know, we'll be doing that pretty shortly as to whether we're going to 
channel their services or are going to go back because of whatever circumstances. Uh, Will Goodwin look like he picked up a knock on Tuesday, how's he? Yeah, he's a strong lad, so he, I think the lad sort of came down, landed on the outside of his ankle. Um, he's got a little, quite a big sort of bruised gash there, but hopefully he'll be fit. Um, you know, he's, uh, the physios have come in and told me that he's not training today, so uh, I won't know for another 10 minutes or so. But um, yeah, hopefully he'll be fit, and because we uh, are two strikers, if you want to be entertained talking to the team to watch, are you a bit too entertaining, particularly for the back you feel? <laughs> well, it's not entertaining to us, is it? And it's not entertaining to, to our fans when, when you, know, you, you let in five goals. But uh, I don't know whether you're saying that as a friend or foe. If, if, if you're saying it as a friend, <laughs> then um, I understand what you're saying. If you're saying it, if you're saying it as a foe, then it's a dodgy question. How do you feel balancing act is it though? Because I mean, obviously great going forward, but that back door is open. I mean, yeah. presumably, if you tighten up, do you lose, have to lose some of your attacking threat doing so? Well, we wanted to. We didn't want to go to Derby and and not give it a go. You know, we could have easily gone there and said, okay, we'll try and stop the goals going in and. And just defend our penalty area, you could have done that. Very difficult then for a team to score five against you. Um, but that's not our style. Yes, we've, we've got to defend better. And uh, you know, people uh, start talking about us, or, you know, who's our defensive coach? What's he doing? Why is he not doing this? How comes? Well, we all are defensive coaches and attacking coaches. I mean, to be fair, there's only two coaches here anyway. Ian Downs, as far as that's concerned, and the goalkeeper coach. But um, we know that we've got a tidy up, that's for sure. Again, you don't legislate for somebody in, the, in their own net or you know, some of the strikes that have gone against us. So yeah, we have to see it over a period of time. You've got to keep with your, your, your tactics and your principles. Um, if if you know, people want, Ten at the back and, and one up front, then um, it's it's not something we will get out of trouble by doing. Um, so we've we've had this dodgy spell, if you like, and I'm hoping that certainly the up to Christmas, second half of the season, um, we'll be will be more solid because we'll have more players to choose from. Uh, we're not playing Derby twice. Um, Chesterfield are probably. The best three teams in the league, Wrexham, Notts County and Chesterfield, you know, we're not there yet. Um, but we've been pretty close to most most other teams and it's just a matter of fine-tuning and, and, and getting these strikers scoring more goals in defenders. Um, as for us as a team, defending better. I understand the question, so I'll treat you as a friend. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> one of the commentators after the game on Tuesday said, credit to Torquay, they never gave up and yeah. their heads never went down. How important was that as a takeaway from the game? For yeah, you? That's, that's massively important. And they know that I wouldn't accept anybody that looks like they've either given up or um, you know, not trying to get the game back, not trying to score a goal. I mean, to be fair, we had the best chance when we were five 0 down right at the end, when yeah. you know we we went uh, we went through uh, Aaron Aaron Jarvis, yeah, uh, and it was a good strike and it was a good save, and so that was nice for them to recognise that we'd at least had a game where we was in the game. We was definitely in the game. I know goals kept against us, but we was always in the game. There was never a twenty minute period where we was under under the cost forever. I mean. We, I think we had more corners than them. I know this all sounds a bit, you know, silly because the, the stat that counts is the five 0 But we we got into their penalty area just as many times as them. As I say, we had more corners. We had uh, just as many shots. I think we were too short of them. I think it's somebody said it was like 16, 14. 16, 14. Yeah. So we gave it a go, and I think that was why at the end our supporters, um, you know, 
were cheering rather than booing, um, yeah. and yet we'd lost five nil. And it was an appreciation between the players and the fans that actually the fans give their all and the players give their all. You know, sometimes you've got old hands up and say, yeah. well, you know, the situation was we was playing a, a top team with top players. So the, the spirit from that game, fans, players, management, all that can carry you through. It's going to be you know, a tough few weeks it's, ahead. It's going to be massive. And I say it every time, you know, if I do programme notes or whatever it is. Yeah. It's so important that we all stick together. That's what we've got to do. Um, and then the players have gone over there. They know that the, the fans have appreciated it. We, you know, um, fans know that the players have given their all. So there's, I use that word hope. So there's always that, there is hope because they've seen what we can do. Um, and our luck has got to change, hasn't it? You, know, you yeah. go through these periods where you have, we all do in our private lives, you know, you, you have a, a run of bad luck and then you've got to get through that and think, well, it'll be sunshine soon and uh, everything, will, everything will change. And, that doesn't then seem so bad. That's a philosophy of life, I suppose. You know, you're just waiting for the good times. So, welcome back to the paint and studio with uh, Mrs. Henderson and Thomas and the, the likelihood of a barking dog any moment. Um, Gary was interesting there, Dave, wasn't he, talking about the Derby game and touching on the elephant in the room, which is the the goals against and the defending you know he he says that the philosophy means that Torquay will carry on attacking they'll carry on trying to pen teams in um but we have let in a lot of goals this season yes it's <laughs> yeah, we, we let in we've let in 10 since we last podcasted there you are um it's it's a it's a difficult one this isn't it yeah um uh, united haven't had a clean sheet since the second game of the season clean first two mm. matches nil nil one nil at halifax nil nil with oldham they haven't had a clean sheet in my maths has failed me. Twenty-one games. I think it is. Like yeah, that. yeah. It's eight, eighteen league games. No, four cup games, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, you're um, right. Forty-eight goals conceded in the mm -hmm. last eighteen games, um, and that can't carry on. No. That you know, no. just just the maths tell you. You know, not trying to make any points here. That can't carry on if United are going yeah. to get out of trouble. Well, as you said, at that rate, Torquay are going to have to score three goals a game to win a game. It feels like that at the moment, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Um, now, how do you go about that? Do you either get much better at what you what they're doing at the moment, mm -hmm. or do you change the whole, you know, makeup, formation, ethos of the side? Um, not sure you can do that. I'm not. I think we're a long way down the road with the tactics that we play. Yeah. Um, um, so root, a root and branch change, I can't see that happening. No, and I, and I, and I think you know Gary and, and Aaron are, are, you know, have a way of playing, mm -hmm. um, and so the these players have to get better at it. Yeah. Um, uh, or they have to go out and get somebody else in, or one or two more in, and this is in a squad that already has eight loan signings. Yeah. On the books, yeah. um, to affect that improvement. Um, so this is going to be very interesting and, and Gary quite rightly said, um, what was it, 10 days ago, that we can't sit around and, and say, oh well, there's plenty of time to turn this around. Mm. You know, they, he said that to the players, yeah. he said that to us. No, there isn't plenty of time. We've, no. got to, we've got to get out of this sooner rather than later. We're approaching the halfway point in the season. Well, we? 18 we're, games we're, played yeah, at we'll the moment, there so soon. another five to go to yeah. halfway. Yeah. Um, and I think we usually reach that five roundabout Yeovil home in a way at Christmas, don't <laughs> yeah. we? And in the next few weeks, we've you, you and I have never probably thought that Torquay v Gateshead was the biggest game that that, <laughs> that we, we can think of for quite a long time, but it damn well will be. It is. Yeah. Um, you've got yeah. Barnet away this weekend. Anything they can get there. Barnet are going well at the moment. They are, um, yeah. Seventh yeah. in the table. Yeah. Um, their signings have worked, you know, uh, People like Nicky Cabambo, we're obviously bumping ten, into Ben ten, Winter. Ten goals he's ten had. goals he's got yeah, already this yeah. season. Young man called Idris Khan, who's come in from um, Peterborough. Um, uh, Ephron Mason Clark went from Barnet to Peterborough in the summer, and Carnu came the other way. They both yeah. went for undisclosed fees, but I quite like to see the difference in, in <laughs> value of those. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it'll be tough. Yeah. We're, we're, we're playing Barnet at when they're going well in mm -hmm. one of their good spells. 
And then you've got this absolutely huge home game against Gateshead. Yeah. I just wish he wasn't managed. They weren't managed by Mike Williamson because he's such a good friend of this club and he's got so many mates down here. Yeah. Um, uh, and then you're talking Oldham. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, two games against Yeovil. Yeah. You know, these are... They're the big games, aren't they? They are, yeah. abs- you know, they, however you look at them, they're six points matches. And, and by the way, the Oldham game, of course, has been put back a day. That's on the telly again. Um, and Dagenham you know, and Redbridge away. Dagenham, that's yeah. that's because they're, they're one of the playoff teams, I think, or one mm. of the team. You know, in the the, the, the team. It's as as Gary said a few weeks ago. The team. We, we are not at the level of Chesterfield's, Notts County, Wrexham. That's patently obvious. Not just in the league table, but the number of goals they yeah. scored against us. Um, and uh, but so. United have got to get points against the teams in the bottom half of the table. Their record against uh, the teams in the bottom half of the table or around us ain't great at the moment. They've no. lost at Maidstone, drew with Oldham. Um, drew with Scunthorpe. Uh, Scunthorpe, yeah. that's, it. that's yeah. the other one. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, we, it's not as if we've been prospering against them. But, you know, calm down, everybody. It's got to turn around, and and it's it damn well has to turn yeah. around. and and um, the, you believe that it will turn around. I mean, we've seen enough in the games against Derby. We saw enough against Aldershot to know what the team can do. Yeah, it's just getting it out, getting a tune out of them, isn't yes, it? Yes, ex- exactly. And and it, it you know, we can go on about the difficulties and the problems until we're blue in the face. It's not going to change anything, is it? And and uh, um, there's just a, a huge, huge spell coming up before Christmas yeah. because if United are still in the same position they are or worse at Christmas then the alarm bells are going to yeah. well you and I will have to put our hands over our ears you know because and everyone will because you know it's then, then we, yeah. we will be in the solids it becomes serious <laughs> that's a lovely way of putting it Dave yeah that's that's absolutely true um, let's look at some of the, the, the plus points then Dylan De Silva um, you know, we, we talked about Dylan De Silva. He's got three goals in the last two games. Uh, he's he's an interesting player, isn't he, Dylan De Silva? He's 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 fast. He's keen. He wants the ball all the time. Um, but you just he's a little bit rough around the edges. But he's getting those goals, isn't he? Well, when you think back uh, to how Stephen Duke McKenna was when he came in mm-hmm. from QPR on loan last season. Um, uh, Stephen, he, he was a little bit rough and ready when he arrived. Very talented. In a different way to Dylan De Silva. Yeah. They're, they're, they're both right-wingers. They're both from QPR and they're both young and quite talented. But they're talented in a different way. Yeah. Um, Stephen Duke McKenna is probably better in tight areas. Mm-hmm. He could trick his way out past two or three people and get everybody on their feet. Dylan's a bit better in one against ones of going past people and, and maybe getting crosses in. Although the longer uh, Stephen was with us, uh, Duke McKenna, the better he got at yes, everything. He did. Yeah. And yeah. he ended up as almost the best player in the team, didn't yeah. he, towards the end of last season. And I'm staggered if that, that he's not getting in more regularly on loan at Leighton Orient. They must have a hell of a side for yeah. him not to yeah, be able he... to get in. Um, but then we can say that about several of the players who left us at the end yeah. of last season, can't we? Um, uh, uh, and and there was a mo- the moment on uh, Tuesday night at Derby, which I think a lot of people will recall, in the first half when, when Sean Donnellan uh, had a breakdown the right-hand yeah. side. He, he, he laid the right pass through yeah. to Dylan, and it was a classic. He was clear, or half a yard clear. The fullback wasn't going to get there. Um, and he... His first touch, he, his mind was already two steps ahead of what he was doing. And his he, first touch... He was just, all, yeah, he yeah. was already thinking about the cross, wasn't the, he? The cross, or who was in there, yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. or can I can I cut him myself, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And of course, his first touch was 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 poor. And yeah. uh, did it go for a goal kick in the It did, yeah, yeah. He, he and he just went, oh, you know. And yeah. so that's where he is in his development. Mm. Um, and as Gary hinted to us privately after the chat this morning, is that, you know, he's in a huge learning curve mm. from QPR's under-23 team. And it's, uh, it's, that's what a lot of... You know, yeah. I think it's very easy for us to, to see, uh, and we've done it's done many times over the last few years, players coming in from higher clubs. Mm. We expect them to be able to do this, do that, do the other. And when they can't, we look at each other and go, 
can't he do that? Yeah, but it's because and, they've played this under-23 football, isn't it? Yeah, and it's yeah. just not at the level, no. physically, mentally, psychologically, mm. tactically, that they're asked yeah. to play in this. Lucas Ness is, is, is a very talented, and I think we all feel in exactly the same way that we felt with Joe Lewis, that he, yeah. he, he will go on and be a proper player. Yeah. You know, his attitude's right. He's got the skill set, he's got the physique to do it, etc., etc., etc. But he's still learning big time. And the lessons he's learnt over the last few games, especially playing against Derby County, yeah. uh, and probably Chesterfield and one or two of the others, um, are on a different level to playing yeah. with Charlton. With all due respect to Charlton's under-23s, they, they may be better than your average. I, I wouldn't know. but uh, And so all of these lads come here and we want them to be ready to help us in the National yeah, League. Yeah. And sometimes they can, and sometimes in certain they situations they take a few weeks, can't. don't they? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Ness, months, sometimes. Lucas Ness, by the way, had a great second half, I thought, yeah. on Tuesday night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, uh, look, the, the Derby County was... We're, we're, we're all sitting here uh, uh, going, how do you come out of a 5-0 defeat with a smile on your face? Well, we're not quite smiling, and nobody is, and least of all Gary and Aaron and, and the team. But there were positives from yes, it. Yes, there were. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. you can't help... Look, there is no good time to concede an own goal like that. <laughs> we, had, we had to mention it. If, sorry, sorry, Mark Ellis, but we, we have if, to mention it. And, and somebody said, oh, what a terrible time to do it. And I said, well, hang on a minute. What, uh, if we'd got to half an hour and hadn't conceded, would that have been a better time to do it? <laughs> Yeah, I know no, what you mean. Of course, yeah, it, it wasn't. Yeah. It was. It was. United had started well. They'd gone about the game as Gary had wanted them to, having a go, not sitting back and seeing if you mm -hmm. know come to right now get through this lot, all that kind of stuff. They'd had had a very positive start as they continued to do throughout throughout yeah. the game, and seven minutes they're one down in that fashion. And if, if, and if you haven't seen it, it was a cross whipped in from the left. McGoldrick was coming in on the far post. Mark Ellis had to do something. Yes. If, he, if he hadn't been there, McGoldrick would have tapped it in at the far post. Or he'd, have, or he'd, he'd, he'd have certainly have made off. Mark Ellis. Yeah, that's right. In other words, if exactly the same situation had been presented to Mark again in training today, would he have tried to get his head on it? Answer yes. Yes. So, uh, but he was. You, you thought, why didn't he head it back to where it had come from? He tried to glance it around the post. That's easy for us sitting here in a, in a warm room with a cup of coffee. It's I, it's I more difficult in the heat of battle, isn't because, it? And unless you've played the game, you yeah, know, and, and yeah. been in those sort of situations, I was a blind right winger, so I would never back there, but um, uh, or only by accident. And uh, that when a ball comes across like that, the goal is in is staring yeah. at you because you're facing your own goal. To head it back across goal then, if you're a yeah. forward, it's a great header back. That's exactly what you do. But if you're a defender, to head it back where it's come, having bounced, yeah. there's too yeah. much of the goal in your, in, in your eye line. Isn't it? The obvious thing is to try and get it out past the far post. That's what he was in yeah. his mind. And it, it went you know, badly wrong. So, uh, you know, you try and recover from that. And then, uh, as Gary was pointing out, Derby have got their goal, their early goal. Yeah. And yeah. then they can start to get it get it down, and they picked us off on the counter two or three times, as we know, mm -hmm. um, which is a, another issue. Yeah. Um, and they ended up winning five 0 But as Gary was saying, look, there's only one stat that counts in the end, and that's a scoreline. Of course, yeah. there is. But a lot of the other stats in the game, if you're into stats, yeah, uh, six, read pretty well. Sixteen chances to fourteen. We had as many corners as they did, and Gary, obviously, because they. They crunch such numbers. We were in their penalty area as often as they were in ours. There you are. So um, you know they're against on, a yeah you know a, a, a good League One side who, pretty sure they'll probably end up in the playoffs, yeah. especially with yeah. those players. And you saw we, McGoldrick didn't play in the first game. No, at Playmore. I had a bet with Richard that he'd play in the second game. And well, he was ill for the yeah, first match, yeah. uh, and then he you know he's recovered obviously. Uh, I, I just he, I'd love to go and you know have a free ticket at Derby for the next few weeks. Oh, and by the way, we'll get on to that in a minute. Yeah. The tickets at Derby. Um, to watch his movement and, and, you know, he's played at a terrific level, hasn't he? You know, he's been, yeah. he's been a, a consistent goal scorer, championship goal scorer mm -hmm. for many years. I think he may even have had a season with Sheffield United in the Premier League or a couple, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, and you just saw 
He doesn't look quick, but he is. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> touch the ball very often, no. but when he does, it counts, doesn't yeah, it? And he's so clever. His yeah. movement is so clever. They played him in that slightly withdrawn sort of centre-forward role. Yeah. Is this what they call a false nine? And, and, and let's, well, let's not go there. <laughs> you and I aren't, aren't, aren't uh, in, those, in that territory. But he's, he just... One minute he's dropping off to get the ball off somebody. The next yeah. minute he's on the right wing. The next minute he's down the left wing. You just think, and has he got there? Yeah. And yeah. and uh, he, he's a good, very good player. And, player. and and as the season goes on at Derby, when the, when the pressure rises, when the big games come, because that's going to be a very competitive top of that league, isn't it? And yeah. good luck yeah. to Argyle in, in, in that promotion race. He'll be crucial for them, yeah. Because yeah. his brain will still be working when a few others have yeah. departed, yeah. and um, yeah, it's. Uh... Well, another player I want to mention, but I've mentioned him the last couple of weeks because he's really catching the eye for us at the moment. Is Sean Donellan, Donnellan, Donnellan, Donnellan. Yeah, Donnellan. I I think he's. I think that right back position is made for him. I thought he played very, very well against Derby. Absolutely, he's he's obviously got the physique for it. Yeah, he's 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 starting to look really fit now. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. I, and I and I don't mean that in a bad way, uh, um, because he has had a whole series of niggling injuries, mm -hmm. um, and we are talking about the national league. You know, that this is he's an experienced national league player. He's he's done this level, and for him to show up as well as he did against Derby. Um, uh, you know, augurs very well yeah. for that spot, and hopefully, fingers crossed. The worry is, of course, <laughs> you, you solve one problem and another one comes up. Yeah. Is that where does Dylan Crow go when uh, uh, when Moxie, Dan Martin, Dan Dean Moxie, yeah. and Ben Wyatt? Yeah, there's, there's so many players coming back. Correct. Now, what do you do? Yeah. Um, but we'll leave that to the manager. Um, the, yeah. Uh, thank goodness. Um, so uh, yeah, no, it's uh, no. He's he, he had a really good game. On, he did. On, yeah, I thought on, so. uh, on Tuesday, and the support was magnificent. I mean, there were there, there were loads of every time they put the camera on the crowd, it was familiar faces as well, wasn't it? Um, it's the usual suspect. It was brilliant support. Did you say there were problems with the tickets? No, I wasn't saying there were problems. I, I was just saying how disappointing. The, yeah. the, the attendance was look it was on terrestrial tv of course yeah, it was yeah tickets reduced from down to 10 pound and 5 pound uh, yeah 10 pound adults 5 pound concessions and in the end take off 833 um, what a great turn uh, that uh, is. Uh, there's barely yeah. 6000 derby yeah. fans there look i'm not having a go at derby fans it, it costs it's quite expensive to get in the, get in there each week i'm sure it is um, but it doesn't augur well for the, the sort of money that small teams might get from FA Cup ties. In, in, no, in, I mean, no. you know, this is a territory that we all know about now. Um, I th you know, I think, especially reducing the tickets to, to those sort of levels, I think United quite were entitled to hope that there might be a few more there. Yeah, um, yeah. And there wasn't. Look, if you're a Derby fan at home, uh, um, they've got probably got some quite a lot of home games coming up. Well, actually, they're in a runner of away games. But... Um, uh, you know you and you can watch it on TV at home yeah true why true. would you go out and no. pay a tenner that you don't have to part with plus all the extras um, but uh, I, I think everybody was hoping for 10 something yeah. like that and uh, well take off 833 Torquay fans fantastic turnout from 7,200 yeah. the mass speak for themselves don't they um, yeah. and uh, yeah it was it was yeah. Uh, wonderful, wonderful support, and and look at it's kept going. That this is the great thing about Torquay's support; it doesn't disappear when they struggle. No, that's true. All right, that's true. Some people stay away, of course they do, but it doesn't, you know, disappear. That it doesn't collapse when the, when when they're in trouble. Mm. The average gate at playing more this season, league gate, is two thousand one hundred and fifty. I think something like yeah. that. And they've hardly been off the bottom of the table yeah, since right. since yeah. the first month. You know that's a that's a hell of a uh, a, a level to be kept at. When you think they're going to Barnet on Saturday, uh, you know when they get more than fifteen hundred there, they crack the bubbly open. You yeah. know, and and Torquay will um, be well supported at Barnet on Saturday, uh, dis despite everything. Yeah, and a word for the Hampshire girls, by the way. Those Heidi High jackets look very very good on the TV. Chapeau, as we're in cycling mode, and we'll we'll mention cycling a little bit later on. Um, chapeau to the Hampshire girls, the uh, the Heidi High jacket. 
looked tremendous. So yeah, so Barnett on Saturday. Um, there's, I mean, we, we touched on loan players. I mean, Torquay, we have a lot of loan players and Gary's going to have to make choices, isn't he, with players who are coming back, players who are borderline fit. Uh, it, it's, it, team selection is going to be a problem, isn't it, over the next few weeks? Definitely is. Um, and, and of course, when you've got a player on loan, you know, and whether it's a month, three months or yeah. the season, presumably the parent club want to see them playing. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, we've got one particular at the moment that you can't help feeling sorry for is, is Scott Smith. Uh, uh, from Wigan. Wigan. Yeah. Another yeah. youngster learning, yeah. you know, just like Dylan De Silva is. Mm -hmm. and, um, the game, the others. games that we saw him in, we liked him, didn't we? Well, he's, yes, he's, he, he's a hard-working midfield player, he, a Sean Joycey type midfield player. Absolutely, up and back, up yeah. and back, high yeah. energy, which is one element that probably United might be lacking mm. at the moment. Okay, at times he's given the ball away a bit much, usually through trying to hit almost too good a pass at yeah. the wrong time. That's again down to learning and experience. When do you play the percentage pass? When do you when do you mm. go for a big one? All that kind of stuff. Uh, but you and I have seen him playing in games and we've looked at each other and said, he's just cleared that off the line. He was in their penalty yeah. area five yeah. seconds ago. So he, he's, it's very unlucky. We, Ollie Tomlinson has, has yeah. always impressed us when he's been on the pitch. Yeah. He had he's a, on a, a, season. a little cameo on Tuesday night, he did. didn't he? Yeah. Uh, he's on a season-long loan from Plymouth. Um, uh, you know, he will struggle to get on the bench on Saturday because of the five-sub rule. Yeah. Kieran um, Evans is almost fit again. He's, he's back. Yeah, he's doing uh, full contact training. Yes. Didn't Gary say I, I last that... week he was, he's, he's being marked in training by Ali Omar, and that does mean full contact. <laughs> well, I, I bet his eyes have been watering a little bit recently. Uh, anybody who's had a broken rib and then come back from it knows that uh, yeah. the pain doesn't go away just to, uh, straight away. So, yeah, um, it, it is a big, big uh, management yeah. thing, that, isn't it? How do you keep that them happy how do you keep explaining to each week why they're not playing yeah. when they can probably see why anyway and you have as you say you have to explain to Wigan Athletic why their Quite. their prized asset isn't getting or, a game or, or one of their promising assets yeah, is, is yeah, difficult it is indeed um, yeah quite a few other things to round up this week as well the Talking United Supporters Trust came up with a really good initiative which they um which they made Nick Broderick by the way was going to be on the podcast today but because I was a bit disorganized I didn't get back to Nick so apologies Nick we'll have a chat sometime about this because the supporters trust have got together with Play Torbay Torbay Council and the club uh to open the club up to children with autism and learning difficulties on match days which yeah. is a great initiative isn't it yes it is and um uh, does it signal a, a slight warming of the? You uh, hope so, don't you? The atmosphere yeah. between Tust and, and the parent club. Let's hope so. Apart yeah. from anything else, has been a um, little frosty at times. Absolutely. Um, so that will be a step forward. Yeah. No, it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a it's a good idea. All of that stuff about the club, yeah. you know, and the background is is in pretty good health. You know, United's links with the community are, are good. Yeah, Community the, Sports Trust does exactly. good work, and of course. Tust is a big, great yeah. supporter of the of the of the sports trust. Um, uh, yeah, you know it's it's there's an awful lot of good stuff going on. Um, you know it's uh, it's just we'd like to see the team a little bit higher in the table. Uh, but one part of Talkie United did do exceptionally well um, last weekend. Talkie United women they won two 0 at Warminster, which was against the odds. Uh, and they've got into the second round proper of the FA Cup, the Vitality Women's FA Cup, for the first time. And hasn't it been a good earner? It has, uh, yeah. And, and yeah. we can thank the Lionesses uh, for that, because the FA, on the back of their success, have diverted quite a lot of extra money towards the women's game. And it is true, as we stand, that Torquay United women have earned more from the Women's FA Cup than the men have from, the, from, the, from their <laughs> FA Cup. I didn't yeah. realise that. £13,000 yeah. in prize money so far for getting through three well, rounds. I don't tell um, yeah, yeah, All right, no shame in losing to Derby, but uh, United, I think, picked up 9300 for beating yeah. uh, Hampton and Richmond. Um, and they're through to the second round. I think they did hope that they were going to beat Warminster, who are in the same division as yeah. them. Um, and now they've got to go to Bournemouth, 
Bournemouth Sports. Sports. Yeah. Um, who, Are they affiliated to AFC Bournemouth? No, I think different? it's a separate club. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, uh, they'll see what they can do. Um, I think, unless I've got my pyramid wrong, that they play in a, a similar level league. They don't yeah. play in the same league uh, as United. Um, uh, that's on November the 27th, I think, coming up quite soon. Week after, yeah. Um, I mean, and, still, uh, Steve Ellsworth has got that team playing really well. Uh, Mia Preston and Ellie Bishop, the goal scorers. Ellie Bishop. The weekend. She's, she's, the, she's the flyer up front, yeah. very quick, and, uh, um, and playing well and scoring goals at the moment. So they've got a huge game this Sunday, by the way, for anybody who's interested. They're home on Sunday, 2 o'clock at Coach Road and Newton Abbott against Sherborne. Yeah. Um, they, I think they're about four points behind Sherbourne with a game in hand. Uh, Sherbourne are top. Yeah. So uh, that's, a that, big that, one. that's a very big game for them. And then the back to the cup the following weekend. Yes, yes it is. Got, yeah. 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 I've got the it dates is. wrong. Uh, we must also give a shout to United's youth team. Yeah. Who, apart from a defeat at Oxford in the FA Youth Cup, which was no disgrace, are unbeaten this season. Uh, they thumped Mangotsfield 6-2 last week away from home and they're at home to Wimborne Town this Saturday at 10.30 at South Devon College if everybody yeah. wants to pop yeah. up. They, they've been very uh, uh, problems having home games. Yeah. Uh, a team didn't, didn't turn up or basically cried off a, a few weeks ago, I won't go there. Um, so they'll they'll be looking forward to playing at home and yeah. fingers crossed the wind isn't blowing like it a doesn't whistle over the top it, it, though, it, it, was, it was lovely today out there, wasn't it? Was, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. as they were going there I thought oh, at least they can train out of the, out of the, without the wind blowing but, um, they, they moved the press conference by the way at the last minute we were supposed to be at Seal Hayne this morning yeah. and did, did you have a thought yesterday as it was teeming with rain I, we're, we're not going to Seal Hayne this morning I, I was already warming the car up for a trip to uh, for a trip from the moor down to uh, South Devon College yeah I, th I thought there's no yeah, way they're going to be training Seal Hayne's going to be underwater quite, right there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. and also uh, while we're on the, the non-United first team stuff uh, well done to Brixham AFC just put that down there yeah um, yeah uh, Buckland Athletic and Bubby Tracy yeah. all through to the third round of the um, uh, FA, FA Vars they'll play on December the 3rd Buckland have got a home tie good luck they're to them they're home to Laverstock and Ford yeah, who are from, from Salisbury yeah. uh, Brixham are away oh, at Shaftesbury yeah sorry big yeah, Brixham are away at Shaftesbury and Bovey are away at Hartbury University, which is Gloucester, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, good luck to them and that's three, great, good, isn't three, it? three good wins. Um, uh, yeah. Fabulous stuff. Uh, there's a World Cup starting this weekend, Dave. What? There is a World Cup starting this weekend, isn't it? This is funny. I'm sorry. This World Cup. <laughs> it's stress. It's we 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 harped on about this. It's it's just, but it. It's not getting the coverage that other World Cups are getting. There isn't the wall-to-wall -wall blanket inside the team hotel. Have you uh, got any stickers? Kind of thing. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Here they are. Like. Guy, really? I bought some. Oh, there you go. Look. I bought some swaps. stickers because swaps. they're all swaps. Because I thought I might, you know, I thought somewhere in the packet there's going to be a key for more, isn't there? I've got Weston McKenzie of the USA, Brian Oviedo. I've got Tunisia, I've got Edouard Mendy and Abdullah Ataif are my players Where's Kiefer there. Moore? That's it. That's You're going to keep going, aren't you, until you get Kiefer Moore? I'm not, no. I might, <laughs> I might, I might try one more packet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yes, but you're right. You weren't expecting me to have stickers in the house, but there they are. Damn. <laughs> um, but you're right, it just doesn't feel doesn't, like no, a normal World Cup. Obviously, it's normally in the summer. Um, and they're you can't big... play in Qatar in the summer. Uh, and it's, you know, everybody's still bound up with the Premier League, as, mm -hmm. I'm, as I'm sure they are in Germany, yeah, and Spain, yeah, and Italy, yeah. and France, and all these other, you know, European countries. Um, and will we all get into it? Yes, I dare say probably, we will. Probably. I mean, Monday's big games on Monday, one o'clock on Monday, England against Iran. And then at seven o'clock on Monday, Wales versus USA. The big one. The big one. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, I, uh, it, it's it's it is weird, isn't it? It yeah. is weird, and you just have to, you know. There's no Premier League football for the next month. No Championship football either. No, no, uh, that's right. I feel a bit sorry for the Scottish teams. I mean, you know, yeah. they're, they're 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 not going. No, and uh, you know, no Rangers, no Celtic, no, no football, all that sort of stuff. And okay, there's, so there's quite a lot of overseas players in their squads. Of course, there are, but. I dare say Rangers and Celtic could play a Glasgow derby you with a, with two so. pretty strong sides, with even with those gone, and um, uh, that's all shut down. Although 
I think, I think there are some games being played towards the end of the month. I don't know if that's right or not. Somebody did say, oh no, um, okay. uh, that, that, uh, yeah. that, that some fixtures may happen. Whether they're League Cup fixtures as a, or Cup Possibly. fixtures as opposed the to Scottish, League. Not, the yeah. Scottish FA Cup is the week are, is next week, I think. So I don't know if the big teams are in that yet, though. Not right, sure. Right, yeah. Keep an eye on it. So, no, no, uh, look, fingers crossed that it goes well. Um, if look, if we can't get out of that group, um, <laughs> should be able to get out of that. Group. <laughs> There'll be a lot of national should be able to get out of that. Group. Yeah, uh, goals at the World Cup. Uh, obviously, Kiefer is this our latest one in the Welsh squad. First off the plane, I noticed he was obviously keen to get going. Who do you reckon was the last goal before Kiefer Moore to play in the World Cup finals? You'll get this. Paul Hall. No, I think Moore it was Rory Fallon. Rory Fallon for New Zealand. New Zealand in South Africa in 2010. Right. I think a Paul Hall would have been in France 98. Um, Alan McLaughlin for Ireland. Yeah. Italy 90 and USA 94. Yeah, back in the day. Uh, Chris oh, Waddle. Well done. Well done. Chris Waddle. Well, of course. We, yeah. Um, did Paul Darren, Hall. Darren Moore never... Did he opt to play for Jamaica? Oh, he know. did play for Jamaica, didn't yeah. he? I'm not sure if he played um, at the World Cup. No, I don't think he did, no. And Norman Medhurst, of course. Oh, England's number one. The late, great Norman Medhurst. Fondly remembered and much missed. You were on the phone to him. I was. From inside the England camp. Italian 90. Every three or four days. We knew the team before. He, ga- he gave us <laughs> stories. The rest of the nation no- knew it. Norman gave us stories <laughs> that were too big for the Herald Express to handle. Because we, we rang Norman at the hotel. Um, and two or three times he said to me, because I, I, got, I got the job of doing that, which was great. He did. Two or three times he said to me, um, who do you want to talk to? Who's walking past? So Gary Lineker's just walking past. Do you want a word with him? Uh, yes. <laughs> so Norman would hand the receiver <laughs> over to Gary Lineker, who would have an exclusive chat for the Herald Express. And there was a point during the tournament where it wasn't certain whether Paul Gascoigne would play. He was injured or, right. or something like he that. He was injured. And I asked Norman, what do you reckon? Not expecting any answer. And Norman said, well, he was wearing one of the green bibs in training today, and that's the team that's going to play tomorrow. So we had the information that all the nationals wanted, that uh, Gaza was going to play, and we kept it to ourselves and ran it in the Herald Express the following day. There you are. It was a world exclusive on that one. Yeah. Well done, Norman. That's much missed. If you're interested in what's gone on behind the scenes um, at the World Cup, and we're not going to pontificate on this, but David Squires is a cartoonist who draws for The Guardian. He draws a weekly strip for The Guardian, which is brilliant. It's usually very funny, beautifully drawn about the Premier League and the Championship and all that kind of thing. The last three weeks, he's done a rather more serious one on the migrant workers in Qatar. So if you're interested in that, and it's it's very well worth a look, David Squires on the Guardian website, he's always worth a look, but his stuff that he's done in the last couple of weeks has been superb. So I, a couple of other things to mention before we go, Dave. I'll be back at the South Devon College training ground on Sunday because there's a walking football fixture up there. If you want to come up and have a look at what walking football is all about, all the teams from Devon will be playing on that pitch on Sunday morning. That should be that's a, that's a proper day. That's a, yeah, yeah, it'll be. Well, it's, it, it lasts the morning. We all play each other in three different divisions and grumpy old men get grumpy with each other. And there's at the top levels, there's some very good football played and then there's the rest of us. <laughs> but it's uh, it's good fun. Good luck. And enjoy that. Uh, but you and I on Sunday afternoon, Dave, we'll have our wellies on and we'll be down at Clennam Valley. I'm hoping to get down there on Saturday morning as well yes, because it all yeah. kicks off. The fourth round of the National Trophy Cyclocross Series. Huge, huge event. Um, it's going to be big, uh, isn't it? There's it, going to be a lot of people there. I think that the, the, the entry that they were hoping for, I mean, you, you get entries of six, seven hundred mm-hmm. um, in some of these rounds. I think a combination of money being tight, um, the distance down to Torbay. Yeah. Um, uh, it's not quite on those scales, but there's certainly you know huge fields. The Sunday will, Sunday will be the biggest fields. It starts at nine forty-five, I think it is on yeah. on Saturday morning. The veterans age groups and some of the younger ones, the under fourteens. Yeah. Um, uh, a huge amount of work has gone in on the course down there. Uh, I've been talking to one or two really quite 
good riders, yeah. know, top quality riders, and they say it's great. They're really looking forward to it's, riding the course. It, it's got sand, sand, it's got mud, it's got steps, it's got a bridge. A bridge over and under, <laughs> a raised section. Uh, although the middle of the course is wet, yeah, the actual track itself, I mean... When the, there's mud and there's cyclocross mud, there is, and cyclocross riders don't mind. <laughs> yes, of course they they mind, but they a bit of mud doesn't worry a cyclocross rider. They just put bigger, fatter, or um, uh, tougher wheels on. Um, so it's going to be great it's, stuff. Yeah. It's definitely worth a look if anybody fancies. It's, it's free. Down there. Yeah, it's well, you pay for your parking down there, pay but it's it's, it's free to go in. Yeah. Ned Bolting, David Miller and Peter Kenyuk, the Never Strays Far podcasters, they're all down there recording stuff and they'll probably sign your autograph book if you take it down. There's refreshments. Um, it's going to be a great weekend down at the Velo Park I at Turner so. Valley. And they're already, uh, if it goes well, which and an awful lot of boxes have been ticked to try and make sure it goes well, um, they're already thinking of putting in a bid for a round next year. Yeah. And this, of course, is all part of the effort to try and turn that Velo Park, because obviously there's a, a mm -hmm. track as well, not not, not an enclosed track, a, a tarmac track. Uh, and now the uh, facilities is also... Um, what's one of those things where you go up and down, up and down, up and down? Oh, up, it's a, for the BM... A pump, a pump, pump track. A pump track yeah. area, that's being put in yeah. as well, to try and turn the Velo Park into a centre mm. for on and off-road cycling so that more and more people come more and more regularly which is let's face it it can only be good yeah, for, it's, for, it's, for the area it's a lovely venue down there and the weekend if you can get down there for the the main i say the main races but the senior men's and women's races are on sunday afternoon sunday afternoon yeah it'll be great mm. and we'll see you there Thank you very much. Thanks, David, for joining me. Pleasure. Congratulations again to Richard. Congratulations to the Talk United women. And it's there are things to celebrate this week, despite the fact that we've shipped 10 goals and only scored one since the last podcast. You always look on the bright side of life, Dave. Always look oh. on the bright side. Yeah, and we've got some huge, huge, huge games. games. When we we're not going to use the massive word, but, but they're, they, they're as big. You know, that's Barnet this Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh, would we take a point there at the moment? Possibly. Probably. I hate to say it. No, exactly. And then Gateshead at home the following. Which is a must win. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the world should be looking on yeah. for talking oh, Gateshead. <laughs> if you're going up to Barnet on Saturday, have a safe journey. Give them a cheer for us. And we'll finish, as we always do, with Come, Come on, on, you yellows. yellows. Come on, you yellows.